Well, good morning. As Timiel has rightly pointed out, I have an early Christmas present. Um, yeah, so I will be like this for the next while, just so that you're ready for the next, uh, next kind of time coming up. Um, I never thought about where I was going to put my crutches. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Timiel. An oversight. Yeah. So... You have noticed, obviously, something happened to my leg. Um, just to say, I like to say that I put my foot in my mouth, but that's not actually what happened. Sometimes I wish I would do that more often. But uh, last Sunday, I was playing basketball, and I ended up snapping my Achilles. Yeah, so, and it wasn't even anything good happening. I was just running down the court by myself, and I went to turn, and all of a sudden I heard this loud snap, and then I was on the ground. And so... Um, yeah, let's just say there was not some not-so-good words that came out of my mouth, and I, uh, I wish that my foot were in my mouth at that time. But um, yeah, so for about the next two months or so, I'll be in crutches. Um, eventually, I will be back to normal, but it will take some time. Achilles take a lot of rehab and a lot of work, unfortunately. But the surgeon did say that I could get back pretty much to close to full strength. So that's, that's a good thing this morning. I should also say, if you ever wanted to pick on someone bigger than you, this would be the time, because I'm in crutches. So, you know, just want to get back at me for something I said. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, life has taught me I'm not as young as I used to be, which is unfortunate. But that's part of life, growing up and getting older. So, uh, I just want to say thank you for all of you who have come out this morning. I know that there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of family events. Christmas is really, I mean, the busiest time of the year where, you know, we're just kind of Almost it's like we're almost going with our heads cut off a little bit. You know, we're just going crazy all over the place. And so I just want to thank you for making this morning a priority. Uh, we're on the last Sunday of Advent, love. Now, as you guys are probably all aware, love is kind of a, it's a tricky word. We use love for a lot of different things. And kind of, it become somewhat ambiguous, sometimes hard to understand what someone is saying. Um, you know, context is everything when we talk about love. For example, I could say, you know, like, I love pizza, or I love my spouse, or I love the least and I love my children, you know, um, or I love my dog and I love my kids. But the problem is there's a big difference between your child and a pizza or your spouse and a pizza. You know, like, yeah, I'm, I, hope, I hope you recognize that because if not, <laughs> you might need to see me here, Pastor Tamil. But, you know, like when we talk about love, it gets kind of messy because we just use it for pretty much almost everything. But when I talk about love this morning, I'm talking about a sacrificial love, a love that goes above and beyond, a love that gives itself for the betterment of others, a love really of our King Jesus. I'm not sure about you, but have you ever felt a love that maybe was unexpected, that came at a time when you were maybe broken, maybe a time when you felt like you weren't worthy of love, a love that was a sacrificial, love that went above and beyond kind of you know, what, what you expected from others. This morning, have you ever felt in darkness, maybe lonely, maybe afraid, longing for safety? I mean, Christmas is the darkest time of the year in a very literal way. We have less sunlight, but for a lot of people, loss is actually a huge part of Christmas. Statistics show that most people actually, there's a higher percentage of deaths from Christmas uh, in the two weeks following. And so Christmas can be a time of actual great loneliness for people. Maybe you've had a friend pass. My, I had a good friend who passed of cancer uh, right around Christmas, and that was very hard. Um, you know, Christmas sometimes is not a time where we feel loved. Sometimes it's a time where we feel we're in darkness. And for me, when I was a young adult, I actually found Christmas quite hard. Um, 
I remember kind of going to Christmases with my family, and I, I love going to Christmases, but Christmas is always kind of a reminder for me of my time of loneliness, that I, you know, I wasn't married at the time in my 20s, and um, I didn't have any kids, and I'd see my brother, and I'd see my sister, and they'd have their spouse, and my brother had his kids, and it was always kind of this reminder of loneliness for me. And so sometimes Christmas feels like a time of darkness for us. Um, let's just pray before we get into the text this morning. Father, we thank you for this morning that we can gather on Christmas Eve. Father, I pray you be with those who are, who are maybe feeling in a time of darkness, Lord, uh, those who are maybe struggling this Christmas time. Lord, as you came to us so many years ago, would you be again be real and tangible in our presence? Be with us this morning, Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In regards to darkness, I remember a particular time that was a darker Christmas for me than others. It was December 23rd, December of 2019, right before COVID kind of hit. At that time, I remember loneliness. I remember chaos. I remember confusion. I remember brokenness. I felt a darkness like it was, it was almost tangible. See, I was going through the separation of my first marriage, which eventually led to a divorce. And I remember just sitting in pain and just feeling so broken. I remember when other people wouldn't be looking, tears would be coming down my face, but I purposely would kind of like wait till no one was in the room. I was actually doing drywalling part-time while I was in seminary full-time. And I remember I would be, you know, like drywalling a wall and the other guys, they'd be kind of out of the room. And then the tears would just come down my face. I couldn't stop it. And I remember just thinking, this is such a juxtaposition. Christmas is supposed to be a time of joy and love, and I feel so broken, Jesus. I don't, I don't get this. I felt so, so helpless, so lost. And what was supposed to be a time of bringing family together, of, of having goodness, was really a time of, of great darkness for me at that Christmas. But Jesus met me in that place of darkness. In the Gospel of John, Jesus came as light to our darkness. John 1, 1, 4. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him not one thing was created that has been created. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Jesus was the light that shone in my darkness that year. In my, that year I felt alone. Yet in my time of loneliness and despair, Jesus met me. I remember going for walks in the freezing cold. At that time, I lived in Winnipeg, and I don't recommend living there, but <laughs> it's, it's very cold. So I remember in December going for these long prayer walks in just like the pitch dark, freezing cold in what, what people call Winterpeg. Um, and I just remember just really struggling and I remember I could feel his presence as I prayed, but the darkness didn't go away. And I was like, okay, like, Lord, I'm seeking you. You're supposed to do something for me here. But he met me in that place of darkness. He came into my darkness. The darkness didn't overcome the light. I still had to walk through the darkness, but he met me there. Love does not give up. But love stays with us in the pain, in the despair, in the brokenness. Love came at Advent so the darkness would be pushed back. Love came to conquer, not through means of violence, but through means of self-sacrifice. During the first Christmas, love became, love became 
John 1, 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh. Jesus became flesh. At Advent, we celebrate our Savior, Jesus, who became man. He entered our brokenness. He entered our humanity. He entered into a world, if you think about it, ruled by empire, ruled by Rome, ruled by de despots, by empire. Jesus entered into a world that was really, really broken. Jesus humbly took on flesh. He came to a small Jewish family. The word Jesus became one of us. The creator became the created. The infinite became the finite. The great and powerful became the powerless, became the weak and humble. Light came to darkness in this way. Jesus became one of us. It's a great reversal. Jesus didn't come with an army, but came as an infant to a humble family. Jesus knows us. He knows us in our humanness. He knows us in our brokenness. He knows our pains, our struggles. He knows what it means to be betrayed, to suffer loss. And he came to fully restore our humanness. Maybe you felt suffering and pain and the brokenness of what it means to be human. Maybe you struggled with depression or with other addictions or anxieties. Jesus came in the flesh so that we could have light in those struggles. He understands our weakness, our frailty. The word became flesh, not partly, not just in name, but fully became flesh. Jesus at Advent embraced our humanity. Will we embrace others? It's easy to put walls up to judge others. I mean, we all do it. It's another thing to enter someone else's world, to try to become like them, to try to reach them. Even Paul talks about becoming a Jew to Jew, a Gentiles to Gentiles, that we actually enter into their shoes, realizing their struggle. Jesus did this at Advent. He entered our darkness. Love is not just about doing something for someone else, even though that's an important part of love. Love also means listening to someone, knowing them, hearing them. Often we feel loved when we are treated with dignity, care, when we feel listened to, that people actually know us. On Advent, Advent Jesus came. He came. He came to where we were. He not only entered, became human flesh, but entered our existence. He entered our world. He came into our, our very midst. John 1, 14. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory and the glory as the one and only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. I love the second part. Jesus dwelt among us. He dwelt among us. Jesus desires to come into your circumstance. Will you allow him in your place of darkness? We all want Jesus. Oh, like, look, Jesus, I'm doing really well here. Like, you, you're welcome to this part of my life. You know, I'm really following you here. But like, you know, my, my struggle or maybe my, my addiction or maybe my depression or maybe this, this part of me, you know, oh, like, Jesus, don't come there because, you know, that, that, that might just be a bit too difficult. But that's what Jesus loves to do. He loves to come to our darkness. And he comes with love, not with anger, not with wrath, but with love. Coming back to the night of December 23rd, I remember just being in pain, and no one knew at this time what I was going through. And I was at a point of, you could say, maybe emotional breakdown, a point of kind of just really feeling like I was not stable. And so I, I made the decision to call my brother back in Edmonton. And I remember calling him, 
uh, I remember wanting to call him, but I was so hesitant. I didn't want to look weak. I didn't want to look broken. You know, it's, it's not a fun thing to say, look, I'm going through this. But I remember I was just so broken that I felt like I had to phone him. Like there was just no other choice. And so I phoned him, even though I didn't want to share my shame and my guilt and my brokenness. I remember breaking down that phone call and just telling him, you know, like, I'm so broken and I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to save this and trying to bring wholeness, but there's just so much brokenness here. I don't know what to do, Tim. And so my brother, he decided to meet me to fly down to Winnipeg uh, the next couple of days to encourage me just for, even though it was a short time, but my brother in just those few days was an extension of the light of Jesus. He entered my circumstance. Maybe you say to me, well, I'm not in a place of darkness. <laughs> that's good. I'm happy. If you're not, say you're in a place of darkness, that's good. But perhaps, would you see someone else who's struggling? Maybe perhaps someone else who's in a place of difficulty? Would we be willing to be light in people's chaos and their darkness? Jesus came into our darkness, into our place of struggle. Would we go and would we be the hands and feet of Jesus to people that are in darkness? When my brother came to Winnipeg, did it fix everything? Was my life suddenly, you know, oh, this is so good? No, it wasn't. Just because my brother came didn't mean that everything was fixed. I was still struggling, but he provided light and kindness in a time when I needed it most. Jesus came into my darkness. He used my brother in my darkness to minister to me. This Christmas, Jesus desires to come into our midst. doesn't mean the darkness is just going to necessarily disappear, but it doesn't have to be victorious in our lives. Darkness doesn't have to reign in our lives. Light will win at the end of the day. To love means to meet others, to go where they are. Love does not say, you know, come to me, satisfy me. You need to kind of meet my demands. But rather, Jesus came to us. Jesus became one of us and went to where we were. Love came to save us. Love became one of us. Not just for us to stay in the darkness, but to deliver us. One of the probably most famous passages in the Bible, John 3.16. I'm going to end with this as we talk about it. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And then verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. At Advent, love comes into this world. It does not come to condemn this world. Love doesn't come to judge us, but to save us. Love gives itself so that we can experience Jesus. At Advent, Jesus desires to push the darkness back, to experience his goodness and light. You know, we kind of live in a society today where redemption is not really something we value, a restoration. What do we do often when, uh, you know, a car or something gets kind of broken down or a plant or something? You know, what do we do? We often just throw things out. We're a society that throws a lot of things out. And I think, unfortunately, this actually carries down into our paradigms about how we deal with people. Sometimes it's easier just to say, that person is messed up, that person is broken, I'm just going to leave them be. And that's really broken. 
I mean, I even think about MAID now being applied to people with mental illness. And I just think, should we not be a society that desires to redeem, to restore, to journey with, to be light in the darkness? That's what Jesus calls us to do, to enter into the midst of brokenness, not to throw out like our world likes to do, to see the value in others, not just on the new. Jesus doesn't give up on us. He doesn't say, oh, you know, Stephen, you're too screwed up. I don't know. I'm not sure if I should give you some love. You know, I don't, I don't see you getting very much better. That's not the attitude of Jesus. Love is wearing, love is willing to bear the cost of the cross. Love is wearing, willing to bear the, the cost, even if it doesn't see the desired outcome. The worship team can come up. So often we're not willing to put money or effort into things unless we see, hmm, I think that will have be a good return on my investment. But that's not what love does. Love gives itself freely. Love goes to redeem, even when sometimes it seems like it's a lost cause. One thing I love about my wife, and I asked her about this, is that she has the mindset of restoring instead of throwing out. Now, I'll be honest, this drives me a little nutty at times because it's like, why don't I just get rid of that? I just want to throw it out. But she wants to save everything, to reuse everything. And obviously we know there's some people that go too far that can become hoarders and they never throw anything out. But that's not my wife. If there's a chance to save something, she'll do it. If there's a plant that looks like it's on its last legs, she wants to give it another go. She wants to make sure that plant has a chance to survive. If there's food that might go bad, she's going to be the one who wants to try to save that food and reuse it, or even if it's on the edge. So usually sometimes she'll eat it. But (laughs) my wife doesn't want anything to go to waste. And in some ways, this is how Jesus is. He's not out looking there just to throw things away. That's not what love does. This is how Jesus is. He desires to restore us, to redeem us, even when things seem hopeless or broken, even when we would think it'd be better for us to be thrown out. Don't we think that sometimes? We give up hope on ourselves, but that's not what Jesus sees. Love came at Advent for us, to restore us, to redeem this world. The good news of Jesus is that he has come to save this world. Jesus incarnated himself as flesh to restore our humanity, not so that we would leave this physical world behind. That's actually not the gospel. There will be a physical resurrection one day of our bodies as believers. This is an orthodox belief. Jesus became broken for us to restore and redeem us. He came at Advent. Christmas is about a God who loves us so much that he doesn't sweep our brokenness under the rug. You know, it's kind of like, you know, if a mirror breaks or a piece of glass breaks, we just want to kind of, let's sweep that up. It's too dangerous. It's too sharp. But that's not how Jesus sees us. He wants to take those broken pieces of glass, those broken pieces of the mirror, and put them back together and make something beautiful. This morning, if you feel like you're in darkness, Jesus has come to show you his love. And I would say, if you're in the light this morning, ask yourself, who can you show the love of Jesus to? Who needs love? Who is broken? Who feels like they're in pain or lost? For those of you who are maybe struggling in darkness, will you keep that love out? Or will you let it in? For me, I have a lot of pride. I like to try to fix things myself, even with me going around the offices with a cast. Sometimes I'll, I'll print things off and the printer's far away and I'll come with my crutches and I'll go get my piece of paper. And the staff was like, why don't you let me bring it to you? But like, no, I want to do it myself. I need to do it myself. I need to be strong, you know? And sometimes when we're in darkness, we can actually have that attitude. I want to be strong. 
But sometimes we need to humble ourselves and say, Jesus, love, would you come into my brokenness? Would you meet me here? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you came at Christmas, Lord. We thank you for your love that became one of us. You entered our darkness. I thank you that you came to redeem and restore, not just to throw us in the trash. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, and uh, I pray that you be with us. In your name, amen.